Hello everybody, this is me Amin. This is Alex. And welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About. And in this episode, we're going to talk about EV charging curve. curve? Yes. <laughs> what is that? Uh, okay, so we noticed that one of the biggest questions that people have about, or oh, misunderstanding that people have about EV charging is this thing called EV charging curve. So what is it? Why is it important? How does it affect your charging? And which car has the best EV charging curve? So I think charging is something that uh, people seem to have a misconception. I know um, a lot of SorryJinjiao.com readers and listeners to the podcast are very technology inclined and they understand technology. They can understand new technology very easily. And to them, it's like, it's pretty straightforward. But to a lot of people, I mean, we see on uh, social media and people who've been talking to us, asking us questions, even um, technical people, they seem to have a like a a straightforward understanding of charging. Because, you know, you charge uh, your phone, you just plug it into a tree point and then you chocho your cable and the phone is charging and you wait for a couple hours, it's done. For EVs and for cars in general, it's a bit more different. Uh, number one, you can't, plug it into a... I mean, you can plug it into a 3-pin socket, but it's going to take days to charge. Uh, number two, when you plug it into a charger, um, not uh, not the same... Uh, different cars will charge at different rates, especially if you're using DC. So today, we're going to probably maybe break it down, uh, have a good discussion, and probably answer all the questions about EV charging curve. Okay, maybe we'll start with question number one. What in the world is an EV charging curve. I think this is applicable for most of the um, uh, battery-powered devices that require that uses fast charging, similar to smartphones, right? So initially, last time we have you know the standard um, charging like uh, five watts, ten watts. Mm. The charging rate is consistent. So let's say for example, it takes ten minutes to get ten percent charge. It's going to be the same thing. You charge all the way until hundred percent. Mm. But with the evolution of fast charging, mm. because we have high voltage or five high ampere uh, mm. implementation, mm. Um, there is a need to regulate the the charging. Mm. And like, for example, that's the reason why if you look at smartphones, right, um, a lot of them, they claim that, okay, with this super fast charger, mm. you can get from like 0 to 50% or 0 to 80% in X number of minutes. And they never mention 100%. Mm. And the reason to, for that is because they need to manage the, the thermals and the battery health and all that to mm. ensure that uh, it does not uh, overload, like there's no over voltage, over current mm. to the battery. Yep. So that's why this limitation. So essentially, when you do fast charging, EVs or smartphones is always the fastest to charge from the like from zero zero until like fifty percent. Then it starts to taper down because in the last few percentage right, it's gonna get super slow. Mm. So you can think of it like filling up a theater with mm. audience. Mm. So when you open the doors to the hall, um, people will rush to the seats. So it's very fast to fill up the the first few seats, maybe mm. up to fifty percent. Then that it starts to slow down. Similar to airplanes as well. Mm. So if you first bought the plane, it's easy to get to your seat, mm. and then the more to, to, to fill up the final few passengers or audience to the theater, it's gonna be challenging because you need to squeeze in. Okay, where's the where's the available seat? So the same concept applies to uh, battery technology for mm. fast charging for smartphones, tablets, and also for EVs, and. We also mentioned that um, um, different cars have different implementation. Because different charging curves. Different charging curves. Yep. Because uh, if you look at the EVs, if you look at the specs, right, mm. you can see a lot of EVs have different uh, maximum output. Mm. So some could be like as low as 50 kilowatts, some could be 100 kilowatts, some could be 275 kilowatts. Mm. And of course, I think the question we always ask is, hey, how come this EV says can do 
like 200 kilowatts but when I plug in I'm not getting 200 kilowatts I'm getting yeah. less am I getting rip off is it the problem with my car is it the problem with the charger yeah. what's going on yeah. so there's a lot of these questions yep yep I think the analogy about uh, putting people in a theater is great because uh, that's exactly how electrons behave right so when you have an empty plane for example the people can just walk in really quickly and, and sit down and settle down really quickly it gets difficult when you have to shuffle around and they are not arranged in order. And electrons are the same. You can't arrange them in order. You can't put them neatly in order um, uh, when you're charging. So, And that's the reason why there's a charging curve because the fuller the battery gets, the more difficult for you to squeeze in the electrons. And you got to manage that because if the power that you put in is the same the battery might overheat and it might degrade the battery i think the other thing that we need to talk about is battery has like a degradation cycle to it and i think a lot of people are trying to understand okay how do i take care of my battery um so this show is about charging curve and not about battery so maybe we'll not go into detail but it suffice to say that if you have a battery any lithium ion uh, lithium polymer or lithium battery it's good to keep it not so hot. So I think the maximum for EVs, for example, is around 50 below 60, 80 degrees Celsius. Uh, that's like the nominal. The hotter it is, the more damaging it is for the battery. Um, the other thing is we try to not charge uh, fast charge cars um, as often as people would like. So, you know, that okay, that's another discussion altogether. Um, with regards to charging curve is because of the battery capacity, how the car itself manages the battery um, and the technology that the battery has. I think for, for people to better understand, right? can you maybe explain what is amps and volts? Because I think we'll have a lot of talk about that as we move along this discussion about EV charging curves. Yeah, so um, amps and volts. So basically, you see the rates like a uh, kilowatt, right? Watts, mm. right? So mm. the the mathematical the mathematical formula is a uh, volt multiplied by amp yep. equals the output watts power. Yeah, yep. power. Mm. So basically, um, volt is basically like the the pressure. Let's imagine like a water tank, right? Mm. So the huge tank you put high up, right? You the higher the volt is higher the pressure, mm. and the amps actually the flow of the water, how mm. much it flow. Yep. So if you want to fast charge, there are two ways doing it: increase the volt. Mm. Or increase the amp. Mm. These are the two uh, methods. You can do it together, right? You can. So, is it possible to increase the volt and amps, or you just only mm. do one thing at a time? It depends on architecture. You can. You can. It depends on architecture. So, like for for batteries, right? Mm. The volts is fixed based on how you manufacture the battery. So, the battery could be 400 volts mm. or 800 volts. Yep. So, let's say you get a 400 volt architecture cars. Like most of EVs are based on 400 volts. Mm. Um, you want to fast charge. You need to increase the amps. Mm. So, increase amps similar to smartphones. It, the higher amps you increase. It, it, it gets actually hotter it's mm. actually warmer so yep. warmer also leads to um, uh, a batch energy loss as well mm. so another, another alternative to that is instead of increasing the amp you can increase the volts by having a bigger uh, volt battery like for example most of the high-end cars mm. uh, that has an Android volt architecture battery mm. so with higher volt battery don't need to increase amp so much yep. so that means it's much cooler it's more efficient there's less energy loss so the optimal configuration is to have a high voltage high voltage architecture battery so that you can fill up the battery with lower amps. Yes. And that kind of reduces losses in terms of heat generated and also protects the battery in the long run. Yeah. So generally, higher voltage architecture is better than a lower voltage architecture. Yeah. And we talked about 
charging curve, right? So I, I don't know whether we've answered this question. Why is it important to have a charging curve? Number one is to essentially to protect the battery because like uh, normally when you start charging uh, from like for a low state of health, like basically, basically the lower when battery When the hall is empty. Yes. Uh. You can usually cram as much as possible. Mm. But as you go up, it gets, uh, a lot, it's going to get more complicated. It's going to be hotter. So to prevent like battery degradation, they need to to start um, lowering, lowering the amps down yep. to reduce the, the speed as well so mm. that it's cooler. And, sun, and, and most EVs these days, uh, it comes with like a built-in fan mm. to cool down the batteries. So as you charge using like a fast charging solution, um, eventually your fans start kicking in because mm. you need to cool down the batteries to yep. make to ensure that it's at optimal temperatures. Yep. And certain vehicles, like especially for Korean EVs, mm. uh, they always say that uh, it just it just like the Korean CS stuff. If sometimes <laughs> it will, sometimes if we just stop charging high speed, just drop significantly, mm. let it cool down for a while, then it continue charging. Mm-hmm. And that and that's all to protect protect the battery mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the reason why it's called a charging curve is because um, if you go to a charger, if you're charging an EV. Via DC, so charging curve only applies for DC charging. That's fast charging, and I guess it only applies if you're like charging beyond twenty kilowatts. Mm-hmm. I mean, we tried uh, because we tried charging a car uh, using DC. So like like our my EV6 for example, we plugged it into a DC charger. Um, it was a forty kilowatt DC charger, but it was shared with uh, another car, so it could only supply twenty kilowatts. And uh, we noticed that the fan didn't turn on. Uh, the the car was charging fine, so not really a concern if it's around twenty kilowatts. Um, so the it, it it depends on on a lot of these things, right? It depends on the car, depends on the the charger, the charger and it depends on the battery. Um, Specifically, the state of uh, charge as well. Yeah, so if you go to a DC charger, uh, you can either look at the app or on the display. If you tap on it, uh, like the Camp Power chargers that we've tried, or you can see, you 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 tap on the on the display, and then the char the charger itself will show how the charging curve looks like, yeah. and it usually starts from way at the top. So on this uh, on the vertical axis, it's the power. Uh, the voltage or the watts, the kilowatts, yep. uh, the, the kilowatts, watts, yep. uh, kilowatt hour that's pushed into the car, and then on the horizontal axis is the time. So if you look at the vertical axis, it's going to start way high because generally when you start charging at a lower battery capacity, around maybe ten percent or twenty percent, the volt, the the kilowatt is higher. And then after that, it it's like a it's it we say it's a curve, but if you look at it, it's like steps, lah. Actually, yeah, it's steps. It's, it starts with, to be fair. When you start charging, you don't get the maximum speed immediately. It will take time to spool up first. Yeah, to warm up. To warm. So yeah. maybe like for example, if you can, if the car can support say two hundred thirty, right? It might start like 30, 40, 50. You can see it keeps going up. Mm. And there's also another factor to the charging curve as well. Mm. It's also the optimal temperature. Mm. So if your battery is too cold, you mm. might not get the optimal charger. If your battery is too hot, you also cannot get the optimal uh, optimal speed because this optimal temperature to get the fast charging speed. Okay, so a lot of people, um, especially Tesla fans, right? So they come and say, oh, you can't get the full speed of uh, charging because the the battery needs preconditioning. Yep. Does it apply in Malaysia? Malaysia, okay, I think it depends on the battery as well. Like for example, on the Hyundai and Kia, so I think, I think if there's pre-conditioning, uh, I think it might help. Mm. Um, because most of the time you plug in right, it takes about maybe like three to five minutes before you can get the full speed. Mm. So I believe that if there's pre-conditioning, you can probably get that 
way earlier but we don't have that but it, at least in Malaysia because we are in a warmer climate mm. about 30 plus degrees I mm. think it's not a big issue mm. uh, but we have seen like uh, a couple of people who test the Tesla superchargers at Pavilion mm. um, to get the optimal speed uh, what they did was they they set preconditioning and one thing about Tesla because it's all linked to ecosystem mm. so when you navigate to a Tesla supercharger it automatically knows that you're going to charge and it can precondition on the way to the charger so mm-hmm. by the time your your car reaches the charging station mm. your battery is is Posty enough to receive the maximum power output. Yeah, so on some cars you can actually uh, enable preconditioning, like you can turn it on and turn it off manually. On other cars you can turn it on and then the car knows how to automatically set preconditioning because you have to also understand preconditioning heats up the battery yep. and that uses a heater and when that heater turns on it uses more battery power. And preconditioning, I think the optimal battery temperature to start fast charging is about 50 degrees. And like like you say, right, if you're in Malaysia, 50 degrees for a component that is running, it's not really a problem. Yeah, it only makes more sense if you're in cold weather. Imagine you are saying in in a in doing in in from in a Western countries with mm. like sub zero temperatures, especially yeah. winter, right? Yeah. You're starting from zero degrees, zero mm. to like 50 degrees is a lot. So you yeah. really need to precondition way in advance. Yeah, yeah, so by yeah. the time you reach charger, you can start charging at high rate. Yeah, it, I I know for me it doesn't apply in Malaysia because you know like our cars have preconditioning. I I don't even turn it on. We can't turn it on. I think like because, you can yeah. set to to enable preconditioning so it will turn on when the temperature says that it requires preconditioning mm-hmm. but i don't even turn it on yeah despite not even turning it on i can charge my car like a whole total 66 almost 67 kilowatt hour in the battery in less than 20 minutes so yeah. i don't i don't i don't think i mean if you have a proper battery architecture you don't really need preconditioning if you're staying in climate like Malaysia yeah. because like for Malaysia because our weather especially the charges outside right, 40 degrees to 50 degrees is 10 degrees is like you can get that done easily because when you use a supercharger right mm. things get really hot very quickly yep. so not really issue in Malaysia yep. if you're staying in other countries like Sweden Norway yep. then you really need that Yeah. okay so the biggest question a lot of uh, people are asking and I see it on, uh, on, on social media is that why So let's say my car, okay, the EV6 for example, it says 350 kilowatt hour back, uh, it's 350 kilowatt DC fast charging. Um, but when you plug it in, you only get 237 or 200, less than le- less than 300. Mm-hmm. So why am I not getting what the manufacturer is advertising? That's a, like we said in the previous episode, it's a marketing gimmick by Hyundai and Kia. Mm. Because the way they say it, right, They say you can get 10 to 80% in 80 minutes when it's plugged into a 350 kilowatt charger. It doesn't say that you're going to get 350. It's when you plug into a 350 kilowatt charger. It's in the details. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's a marketing gimmick, which mm. I think they should be more transparent. Mm. What they say technically is not wrong mm. when you plug in 350 kilowatt because when we tested that, we mm. tested a 350 kilowatt charger. Yep. But you get 237, the highest, right? Yep. 230 to 237. Mm. So that's the maximum. So, Yeah, know your actual uh, rating. So we, the way we found out is because we verified through multiple sources. Mm. We check charging curves that are shared by other people. And we noticed, hey, yeah, it's only 230 max. Yeah. Similar to Porsche also. Porsche, because the Taycan, you can plug it, you can get high speeds when you connect to a 350 kilowatt charger. But mm. the max you get is about 275 mm-hmm. around there. Yeah. Mm. The other thing also is like, okay, for example, um, I drive a car that can do 40 kilowatt DC yeah. maximum, right? Then I go to a charger... I plug it in and I only get... Uh, so I go to a 40 kilowatt charger. I should theoretically get 40 kilowatts. But then I go there, right? I only get half of the of the speed that I'm supposed to get. Why does that happen? 
that okay that comes to uh several aspects so like 40 kilowatt i think most i think i would say all evs in malaysia mm. dc fast for dc fast charging mm. you can do at least 50 lah mm. i think 50 is very minimal mm. so you're planning to 40 kilowatt right you should be able to get 40 mm. but if you get less than that mm. there are few reasons number one it could be depends on how the charges are being configured because a lot of uh, dc charges out there they have like multiple nozzles so basically mm. like one charger you have two two nozzles that can charge two evs at the same time it's like a petrol pump lah you it's know like you have pump. like the three three nozzles for yeah, 97 side, right side. 95 and diesel Not just that, and it got both both sides. Ah, both sides, both yeah. Sides, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, a lot of EV chargers, what they do is they do like a fixed um split. So mm. they say this particular charger can do 40 kilowatts, mm. but they do a half split. Okay, this nozzle can only do 20. Yeah. The other nozzle can do 20. So they pre-split it. Is they it? pre-split it. Okay. But there are other chargers mm. that can do dynamic power sharing. Mm. So in the sense that if there's only one car that's connected to this charger, right? Mm. They will just give you the full power available, 40 kilowatt to one car, no problem. Because yeah. the other nozzle is not in use. Why am I keeping 20 kilowatt idling? I just give the full capacity to you. Mm. Unless maybe another car pulls up and plug it in, mm. then it might split. Mm. Some chargers won't even let the second car activate. Oh. So, so it depends on how it's being configured. Mm, 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 mm. And then there are another one that's more uh, flexible, like Cam Powers Dynamic Power Sharing. Mm. So what they do is, uh, um, basically, it's like a like a pool sharing. So they have like four terminals, mm. which are connected to one single giant cabinet box. Mm. So that one... Giant power supply. So yes. we'll, we'll try to keep it layman. So yes. the cabinet box, we usually call it a cabinet box. In layman's term, it's a power supply. So yeah. that unit can supply, let's say... 200. Okay, 200. Yes. Okay. So you Across can... four... Four... We, we call it satellites. Yes. Uh, layman... Um, pumps. Like pumps. Okay, four pumps. Yeah, so mm. think like think of it like a pedal station, right? So yep. you go pedal station, the... the The cabinet or the storage is uh-huh. actually underground, uh-huh. so that one whole big pool, yep. and up there is just dummy terminals. Mm. That's where it fills up. So mm. similar concept. So if let's say if you come in and then they will give you the maximum uh, output they can provide, yep. and if another car comes in, they will just split to others. Yep. And and we as we explained earlier, there's charging curve, right? Mm. So there's no point giving you like dedicated like 200 all the time because you're not going to utilize 200 all the time because mm. of the charging curve. So the higher you charge, um, you're you're going to uh, have a lower charging rate yep. as you go along. So once more capacity has been freed up, they mm. can distribute that evenly mm. or efficiently to other vehicles. Mm. So everyone will get the optimal charging curve. Mm. So that's one option. Yeah, I want to also add like, um, when, so one of the DC chargers that I really like using, I don't know whether you feel the same, is Cam Power. Yeah. Um, because it has this dynamic load sharing technology so we we come back to that uh, example right so there's a power supply that can supply 200 kilowatts and then it's split across four pumps right so four nozzles for example so at theoretically maximum each nozzle can get because it's four is 50 kilowatt hours uh, 50 kilowatts, kilowatts right but we we also have to say that there is like a buffer buffer zone where the power storage will maybe keep 20 kilowatt, meaning that the maximum that one nozzle can get from a 200 kilowatt um, power supply is probably 120, 120 yes. or 180 or something like that. Yeah. So that that um, that buffer allows the uh, dynamic load sharing to split the power seamlessly. So that means right, if I'm plugged into this 200 uh, kilowatt power supply, Uh, via one nozzle and then Alex comes so I'm getting uh, 120 kilowatt and then Alex comes and then so the the load sharing will will split according to the demand and the demand comes from the car mm-hmm. and the car decides that demand based on the charging curve yep. 
Why? Why? Uh, Alex is uh, Alex mentioned something I think really important. The charging curve depends on um, there's there's a length of time, right? So Tesla, for example, right? So people are saying you know Tesla has the fastest charging, 250 kilowatt. Mm-hmm. I think there's a big disclaimer that Tesla doesn't mention, and I think it's a great time for us to explain that disclaimer. Yep. So. What is it exactly? So, like we mentioned, it's all about charging curve, right? So, charging curve. There's a few things like, okay, yeah, you can get 250 kilowatts, mm. but how long can you get that for? Mm. And based on what we've seen online, someone has tested on on a Tesla supercharger in Malaysia, and also there's a lot of charging curves for Tesla Model Y high performance. Mm. Um, you only can get the 250 kilowatt for the first like I don't know how like less than five minutes. It's like yeah, very short while, maybe between 10 to 15 percent, maybe the most 20 percent, and after it starts. It starts to drop dramatically. Yeah, and uh, I want to add, it has to be within the battery capacity, right? So I think you get two fifty kilowatts at at close to zero. Yes, and up to twenty percent, five five. 15. 15%? Yeah, mo- at most 20%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you need to be like super low in battery yep. in order to experience that that uh, high speed 250 kilowatts. Yep. Yeah. In contrast, again, I'm not trying to be biased here. So for example, in our EV6, uh, I've had it at like maybe 45% or 30%. Even then, I'm getting what, 200 uh, kilowatts. I can't remember, but the, the volt, the the power flow is is much higher. It can sustain 230 up to like 50%. Yeah, so the disclaimer is depending on your vehicle and how the battery is being managed by the vehicle, sometimes the maximum power that you can get from a fast DC charger is very short. The t- yep. the time duration is very short. In the in the in uh, the example of the Tesla for example, the Model 3 and Model Y, you can get it for just 5 minutes. Yep. In contrast, um maybe a car so the the Model 3 and Model Y has a 400 volt battery architecture. Yep. Uh, in contrast, the EV6, uh, the other eGMP platforms like the Ionic 5, the Ionic 6 has 800 volts. So they are able to sustain higher power for longer. And in in um, in overall charging time, despite Tesla claiming that they can supply 250 kilowatts and EV6 can only get 230, less than 240 kilowatts, the EV6 charge uh, battery can sustain the higher voltage for longer meaning that the battery charging time overall is much less and in, in simple con- in simple terms right um the time it takes to charge from 10 to 80% mm. on the eGMP platform like the Kia EV6 Q95 i6 um it takes about 18 minutes mm. less than 20 minutes yep. but on the um, on the Tesla Model Y um to do the similar 10 to 80% it will probably take you about 25 minutes to half an hour so when you finish charging EV6 right you can now charge another EV6 <laughs> the same time as the the Tesla Model Y yeah, so yeah. that's the difference there yeah. yeah and we're not trying to be biased because i think um these two cars the eGMP platform on the 800 volt architecture and the Tesla have probably s- uh, among the fastest um, charging capabilities in Malaysia. Yeah. Of course, there are other 800-volt cars like uh, Porsche the Taycan. Porsche, for example. And it can go higher, 275. But the curve is um, not as fast, right? It, it cannot sustain that high voltage longer. Yes, you do 275 for about maybe until 30%. Mm-hmm. Then it drops to about uh, 200 mm. until 50%. Mm. So... 275 and then drop to 200. Yeah. So it's at the end of the day, it's very similar to what you get from the the Hyundai and Kia's. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. So in in this respect, um, I guess, okay, how does this translate to daily use? Right. Um, number one, daily use. Please do not charge. 
I don't recommend lah. I know yeah. there are some videos that say, so you know, I've been charging uh, on DC charging. on DC charging every day, not a problem. I I don't know. I haven't tried that, and I just want to be safe. So I don't recommend you using DC charging every day. Number two is if you are getting an EV, it's good for you to understand what is the maximum DC charging capability of your car. So let's say Alexis on average it's about fifty kilowatt. So then you only look for charges that can supply fifty kilowatts. There's no point to go to a more expensive, faster charger. Let's say a three hundred fifty kilowatt hour. Uh, sorry, three hundred fifty kilowatt charger, because you're not gonna even use half of that capacity. Yeah, and then you're paying more expensive for that because these charges cost a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's the other question, right? So one of the other comments uh, I've been getting is that, oh, you know, um, EV charging is more expensive than petrol. I think the misconception here is that they go to... DC charges. To DC charges that charge exorbitant amount of money. So example, so my example would be like um, Shell. Mm. Uh, it's... Uh, I think... Okay, so if you're new to charging and you want to travel across across states and you're looking for a DC charger and you find Shell, my advice is look for an alternative because Shell um, is the most expensive charging in Malaysia right now. Yes. By a huge mile. Yeah. Because number one, they charge per minute and just the rate itself is what? Six, hundred, six ringgit? Four ringgit per minute. <laughs> and it takes about 30 minutes, for example, right? And it's a 180 kilowatt charger. So if you're, I would say it's not so bad mm. if you're using an Android Volt architecture mm. if you drive a Porsche or Hyundai and Kia. Mm, mm, mm. I think it's okay because you just need like a 10, 15 minute top up. Yep. You're good to go, right? Yep. 40 bucks for a quick thing, for a quick top up, I think it's fine. Mm. But if you're driving a car that can't really maximize 100 kilowatts yep. and you're paying by the minute, you're yep. driving like a, or a good cat. Oh, like a dolphin. Or dolphin. Uh-huh. You're not getting your money's worth, man. So you might as well don't use it at all. Yeah. So for for the beginners, right? Number one, the point that we're going we're we're talking about is look for charges that charge um, per kilowatt. I think that's more nominal. Look for a good rate. So a good rate will be around one ringgit twenty cents, around one ringgit sixty cents. Yep. Um, and most importantly, if you're charging because of charging curve, right, and it gets slower as your battery capacity becomes fuller. Don't charge beyond 90%. 80%. I would say stop 80. <laughs> In fact, I would say that if you go like for long distance trips, right? Mm. Uh, I won't want to wait until 80% either. I, for me, I'll just I'll just top up for 10 minutes and mm. go to go. Because ultimately, I think first we need to get our head off from the old mindset of pumping petrol. Mm. Because normally we, for if you drive a petrol car, mm. the normal thing is, okay, I just come to petrol station, mm. I get up to, I come all the way to here, right? Mm. Myself make it worth my while. I just yep. pump to full. Yep. But that's not the case for EV charging. Mm. For EV charging, instead of thinking about charging to full, charge enough with a slight buffer mm. to get to your next destination or the next charging point. Yep. Because like we mentioned, charging curve, right? The higher it goes, the slower it gets. Mm. So instead of wasting that time, right? Just continue driving and charge next point. Because let me explain. Mm. In most cases, right? Um, like for example, the Kia EV6 and Hyundai i 5 mm. 10 to 80% takes 15 20, minutes. 20 minutes. Okay. okay. And to charge from 80 to 100%, that's another 30 minutes. Yeah. 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 So why you want to wait for 30 minutes for that 20% charge? Yep. You can just continue the journey, yep. find next charger and continue charging from there. Because by the time you reach the next point of charging, right, mm. your battery uh, percentage will be much lower mm. and you can get the maximum speed capable. Yep. yep. And that's much faster. So less waiting, more driving, yep. and then you have shorter charging time. So that will be the recommendation. And also, since if you're going to charge 
on time-based charges mm. because most of the charges along the North Highway, they are charged per minute. Like Jom Charge, they charge at 1 ringgit 20 cents per minute mm. or 1 ringgit 50 cents per minute. Mm. Um, just charge 10, 50 percent. Just enough for you to go for a toilet break. Mm. And that's more than enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 these are really good points, man. So for those who are new to EVs, number one is understand what is your maximum uh, DC charging capability. Yep. And then look for charges that offer good rates. Uh, so the the easiest is if you see Shell, <laughs> don't go don't go to Shell. Unless, like last resort, or like really out of battery and there's no other charges, no choice. Emergency purposes, yes. yes. And if you, even if you do, right, just charge enough to just get top to, it up. Yeah, top up to go to the next charger. Don't just don't charge the full. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of uh, people, even even car reviewers, mm. they say, oh, EV is not worth it because they use this charger, mm. charge 100%, mm. take them more than one hour and come on. See, it cost me like 200 ringgit to charge a full. Yeah. Charge to full. And EVs are not worth it yeah. because they're doing it wrong. Yeah. it's. Not, it, I mean, yeah. So this that's why we're having this show, right? So number one, charging capacity, your, charging cap- your car's charging capability, uh, look for the charger with the best rates uh, easiest is stay away from shell number three is don't charge to the full capacity and how to do that is you can actually set within your car's um, what's it called that settings right you yeah. can set it to charge DC up to whatever level you want level you want anyways just stop charging when yeah, you hit the limit up to whatever state of charge you want um it is a new way of using a car because, yeah, I I had that problem when I started using EVs because I have this habit of charging things to the fullest. Like, I, I, I like charging stuff to 100% because then, you know, it takes longer to draw down and I can use it more without plugging in. For EVs, it's a bit different because while we think the concept is the same, it's it's electrons and it's electric and we plug it in to charge, the usage is different because the scale of it, like the battery of a electric vehicle is probably like a thousand times more than a phone or, yep. or even a laptop so the way that the battery is being managed is completely different from from a phone or, or, or a laptop so it's it it requires us to kind of like change our mindset change yeah. mindset and habit yeah right um and I always tell people, right, think of charging EVs like charging your smartphone. Mm. Like, for example, if a home charger is ideal, then mm. that solves like 99% of the problem. You, you leave, your, you start the day with enough charge, like 80% charge. Yeah. You get on a day and then like, like a smartphone, right? Let's say by the time evening, say, oh, I need to go out to have a late night with my friends, mm-hmm. whatever. And let's say you're low in battery. Yeah. So let's say you want to call a Grab or Uber, whatever, right? Mm. Uh, okay, I want to make sure that you have enough battery to reach your home. Mm. So normally you just do a quick top up with your power bank. You're not going to wait there until it's charged 100%. Yeah, 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 you just yeah, charge, yeah. you know, let's say, charge you like 20%. Okay, that's enough for me to call a grab and then reach home, I can charge at home. Yeah. Same concept as well. Yeah, it's it's um basically trickle charge. Not, not yeah. just, okay, I, trickle charging is also not a good term. It's like you say, la, just touch and go. Just top it up and go. Top it up and go. Just to get you to the next destination. It trains you to be more efficient. It I mean, for again, for new owners, it allows you to be familiar with um, charging, um, using the charging um, equipment, like DC charging is a bit different than just using AC charging. And it allows you to be familiar with charges around your area. Yep. Obviously, there are tools that help you plan, but um, it's good to just have a, m- a mind map of where things are so that you, know, you are all right in general. Um, it does get a bit of getting used to. I mean, in, yep. in the first few maybe months, when you're especially when you're traveling long distance, because you 
you you you can't assume that every rest stop there is a charger. Yeah, it's not as visible as per stations. Yeah, there's no like a huge sign. Oh, EV charger is you need you even you need to know where the chargers are. Yeah, it's a bit of research you need. To yeah, do. the the facility is getting better. There's more and yes. more chargers now, and I, I think almost every day there's a new charger or every week there's a new charger being deployed, popping up somewhere. Yep. So that's that's great. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, is there anything you want to add? I'll say nothing I want to say is that uh, you know um, don't just look for DC chargers because sometimes you don't really need DC fast charging yes. sometimes good AC charging is good enough mm-hmm. because for example if you travel long distance right you're definitely not going to be on the road all the time when you reach destination mm. where, you go, where will you be? you're going to mm. be at the hotel mm. you're going to be at a shopping mall you're mm. going to be at a market place or mm. tourist attraction so the places where you're not using your car when the car is being parked why not use that time to charge your car? Mm. you can just charge like two hours in a mall that's more than enough mm. actually two, 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 three hours charge mm. because I do that all the time because mm. I myself I don't even have a home charger mm. so I just do quick top ups for like two hours three hours whenever I stop anywhere that that has a charger Yeah. so and also AC charger, charging is much cheaper you probably pay less than 10 bucks 10 ringgit for like two hours of charging yeah. and that's significantly cheaper and more cost effective than DC fast charger because DC fast charger use it only when you only have a short time to spare for charging you're going to leave your car for a couple hours Mm. look for AC charging Mm -hmm. plan it out in fact if you plan for long distance trips why not plan to stay at hotels with EV charging facility and I'm Mm. sure that a lot of hotels out there Mm. with a growing trend of EVs they will want to have EV EV chargers there as well so that will be a huge transition shift on the way we use EVs yeah I think that's a great example because that made me realise right the reason why people top up their fuel tanks to full is because we're so used to it but actually if you think about it now topping up your fuel is is really inconvenient you waste time you You gotta go to the petrol station you gotta pay if you don't have a card you gotta go to the thing to the counter you gotta line up blah 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 then you gotta deal with the fuel with the mess and everything so you're like okay since I'm here might as well just top it up so I, I maximize the time I need to go to a petrol station and then they always say that for EV charging long distance you need a queue well if you go to a rest stop during festive season yeah. there's always a queue at the petrol station anyway confirm got queue yeah. confirm the toilet got queue the 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 kedai runcit got queue the petrol pump got queue everything got queue yeah and then the difference is with EV chargers right it's like mm. petrol station you cannot just install petrol station anyway yeah. you can't install petrol station in the house you cannot <laughs> put it in the mall yeah. you cannot just put it in the hotel yeah. but for EV charging as long as there's a power outlet it's possible to put charger at least AC so the there's a higher chance that there'll be more EV chargers out there more than petrol station. I think that's going to be the possible in the future. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, what I wanted to point out also is that unlike petrol cars and petrol stations, you have the opportunity to charge basically anywhere. Yes. And that's the reason why you need to swap your mindset a bit and instead of charging it to full, I just top it up until I find the next charger. Yep. And then just plug it in. Whether it's fast or slower, at least I can top up my, my car. Yep. And it's easy because I just leave it there and by the time I come back from my makan or my shopping, it's done. Yep. But of course, the reality check is that uh, if we do a bit of reality check, uh, of course, the situation right now is far from ideal. I think we still need more chargers because as much as we see a lot of new 
uh, chargers being deployed mm. along the North Side Highway. Uh, most of them are like one charger, two chargers. Mm. And of course, some people do raise very concerns. What mm. if during festive season, there's 10 people want to charge? It's only yeah. one charger there. It's yeah. not enough. So there's still a need of massive EV charging hubs, which mm. I think a lot of companies are trying to develop that as well. Mm. And I think the future will be something similar to what we've seen in 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 like US with the Tesla superchargers or even like China. Mm. Recently, Shell and also BYD, they, they, they just launched the world's biggest EV charging hub. Mm. They have like 258 stalls oh, wow. with DC charging up to 250 kilowatts. Wow, that's crazy. Man. That's crazy because uh. imagine because it's, it's for airport, right? So mm. I can assume that the e-hailing and taxi drivers, right? If you want to pick up passengers or drop yeah. off, they just do a quick charge and they just go plug the car in, go to the Shell uh, convenience store, mm. go to, to a toilet, have a break. And by then, your car is, is, has enough charge for the, for the whole trip. Yeah. I mean, it's great that you pointed that out, right? Because that kind of like gives us an example of how um, a lot of the charging operators in Malaysia are approaching charging. Um, it's sporadic. It's yep. like wherever somebody wants to charge it, okay, I'll just plug it in there because, you know, people just want the quantity, yep. but they don't think about the usability. So, for example, if if a, if a place only has like two chargers, the likelihood of those two chargers being used is higher because yes. there are more electric vehicles in Malaysia now. Yeah. So, minimum maybe four chargers. The more, better because when you arrive there, you don't know because maybe they don't have the life updates and you don't know whether it's being utilized or it's, broke, it's broken down or yep. what. So it's it's better that way. So uh, maybe that's another discussion. Okay, so I hope we've uh, we've provided you with uh, some useful info on on how charging curve work and on on how DC charging works and how to charge your car using DC charger. I guess my final question to you, Alex, is which car has the best charging curve? I think we already mentioned this already. Uh, basically, if, if effectively, cars that we end of architecture. Mm. So in Malaysia, you only have a few options right now. You have the Hyundai and Kias, the new ones, mm-hmm. uh, based on Android architecture. Yep. Uh, of course, not the Nero or the Konas. Uh-huh. Um, you also have the Porsche Taycan. That's a bit atas ready. Yeah. You also have Audi uh, e-tron GT. This is quite atas ready. So yeah. this and, and also, the Lotus and Lotus uh, electric and the uh, Rolls Royce. Rolls-Royce is it 800 I don't think so I think it's still oh wow (laughs) because I think it's using the same battery as the BMW i7 Ah. but of course if you buy a Rolls-Royce you're not going to worry about charging your butler is going to handle that for you (laughs) your butler is going to drive a mobile charger yes (laughs) (laughs) and and, and plug it in yeah because you just need the Rolls-Royce just to drive to your private jet and that's it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I would say that you want the fastest charging possible Look for cars for Android architecture. So the Hyundai Kias, the Audis, and Lotus, and the Porsche Taycans. I think you're being too kind. I'll I'll be direct and <laughs> blunt about it. Okay, I'm not trying to be biased, but this is real-world experience. We've tested a lot of cars. Uh, we're going to probably test the e-tron soon. Yeah. Um, and you've reviewed a lot of the charging curves and all that, right? And even on paper, I have to say, the rate that the eGMP, the Hyundai's and Kia's, the new one, the Ionic 5, Ionic 6, EV6, the way that they can fill up their batteries is astonishingly fast. Yep. To be honest. I, 
to a point where I get ang- anxious, you know, when I plug in a really fast DC charger and I need to go to the toilet, I'm like, okay, I got to go really quick because I don't want to come back and the thing is already fully charged because I don't want to look like somebody hoarding the charging yes. point, you know? Yeah, such a complex. It's too fast. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. fact, even, you don't need the 350 kilowatt charger. In fact, even the the, the Jintari charging hub at IATAM, uh. even though it's 180 kilowatt charger, yep. it took 10 to 80%, from 80, sorry, 10 to 80% charge for the Ionic 6, it took about 20 minutes. Yeah. It's just two minutes longer than 350 kilowatt. So it's still fast because, like we mentioned, it can sustain the high charging rate for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I, okay. So that's that's uh, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. So if you guys have any questions, put them in the comment section below. If you're listening to us on podcast, if you if you want to listen to us on podcast, we sorry, we are available on podcast. <laughs> you can search for us, uh, sorry, Jinjal, let's talk about, and we are available there. If you're listening to us on podcast, you like the show, share it with your friends and family, give us a five star rating and a review because it helps the show grow. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up if you like the show. Um, drop us a comment. We we'd like to hear from you if you have any questions about EV or anything about technology. Um, if you have, uh, what, what, what do you think? If you own an EV and, and you are fast charging, what are your thoughts? What is your experience? We would like to find out as well. Um, you can also drop a voice note at uh, let's talk about at soyachincha.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you as well. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up and don't forget to comment. And yeah, mm, this is me, Amin. And this is Alex. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye.